Treasure Hunt, the Monday morning memo for February 13th, 2006. This week, I didn't feel like writing about advertising or business or leadership or anything else an ambitious soul might find useful. So if you're in a vibrating hurry with far too much to do, right here would be the place to stop reading. The delete button is sitting there, twitching, anxious for you to bang it. There's nothing in today's note that would do a busy person like you any good. Unless, of course, you're in a major, world-class, big-time, really extreme hurry. Then you should by all means keep reading. Would you like to have a secret retreat from the buzzing noise of daily life in the 21st century? Are you prepared to take a journey that will move your mind to another place, another time? Today I'm going to tell you about four nonfiction books, and not one of them has a plot. But don't let that fool you. Sea Room by Adam Nicholson True to my custom, I opened this book to a random page, 141, and began to read. Something of the sense of holiness on islands comes, I think, from the strange, elastic geography. Islands are made larger, paradoxically, by the scale of the sea that surrounds them. The element which might reduce them, which might be thought to besiege them, has the opposite effect. The sea elevates these few acres into something they would never be if hidden in the mass of the mainland. The sea makes islands significant. Impressed, I turned to chapter one where I was greeted. For the last 20 years, I've owned some islands. They are called the Shants. One definite softened syllable, the Shant Isles, like a sea shanty, but with the Y trimmed away. The rest of the world thinks there is nothing much to them. Even on a map of the Hebrides, the tip of your little finger would blot them out. I bought hard-to-find copies for several of my friends. The Island at the Center of the World by Russell Shorto My partner Jeffrey Eisenberg shares my taste in books, so when I told him this book was The Epic Story of Dutch Manhattan and the Forgotten Colony that Shaped America, he wasn't worried. Read it anyway. Later, Jeff called me to say, I think it may be one of the most interesting books I've ever read. Definitely the best written history book. Almost reads like a novel. But then again, Jeff is strange. Might there be a chance that you, too, are Jeff's and my brand of crazy? Travels with Charlie by John Steinbeck In 1961, a year prior to winning the Nobel Prize for Literature, John Steinbeck bought a camper and set out with his dog, Charlie, to see America through the windshield of a pickup truck. This book is the story of that three-month journey. Most people associate Steinbeck with Cannery Row, Of Mice and Men, The Grapes of Wrath, or East of Eden. Worthy books, to be sure. But this, his odd collection of experiences and observations, is, I think, my favorite Steinbeck of them all. Travels with Charlie is a celebration of the ordinary, the disjointed thoughts and notes of a highly accomplished man looking quietly at the world around him. It is perhaps the most underlined, dog-eared, footnoted book I own. In tribute to Steinbeck's Travels with Charlie, I've decided to publish, in a 300-page book, all the best essays we received in response to the challenge I issued four weeks ago. This book will have an ISBN number and a barcode and will be registered with the Library of Congress, The Works. The cover will read, People's Stories, Inside the Outside. And a free copy of it will be the special Gift of Initiation. I promise to give everyone who dared to join our bleary-eyed fraternity. 
When the book arrives from the printer, hopefully by late April, it will be released with considerable fanfare during a huge party at Wizard Academy's Tuscan Hall. Following the party, it will be made available for sale at major online booksellers. Details when we know them. Stay tuned. This Noble Land by James Michener On October 8, 1996, just a year before he died at the age of 90, this giant of literature chose to publish his highest thoughts and deepest fears about our nation. Steinbeck took us on a physical journey down roads of asphalt, but Michener takes us down paths of memory. You'll love it or hate it. I have no way of knowing which. Be well. Roy H. Williams